0: Hello, everybody. I'm Theo Black.
1: Sarah Black, you sound like you're starting a kids' program. Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not. I my my. I'm a little out of it. I've had a. I've been cooking this morning, so things were hot, and also I have a headache.
1: Oh no. We, oh We're no. we're having Southern California weather changes here, so that makes yeah. for headaches.
0: Yeah, it does for those of us with allergies or sensitive systems. But yeah. Anyways.
1: Anyway, no one cares about that. The, the three people who are listening to this don't care about that.
0: We actually get a few more views on these and by a few more, me- more I mean from like single digits to like 10. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> not nice. Yeah. There's that documentary we need to watch about the guy who who's who, makes, uh, who made those movies on YouTube, and when you get into three digits, you know you're doing well or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I We do need to watch that.
1: <laughs> anyway, but what we're going to talk about is Survival of the Dead, which is the last of the dead. Yeah. Um, that Romero made. It's the last film he made before he died. Um, although I think he died sometime later. It's just no one would...
0: Um, Well, yeah, he, so it came out in 2009 and he died in 2017. Yeah. Um, I don't know the circumstances of his death. I'm not sure if it was just like he was done making movies or he was, too ill for it or not who knows <laughs> the
1: circumstances of his death was that he was done making movies <laughs> yeah that's
0: that's the circumstance of his death i mean <laughs> hey i my favorite director kurosawa like literally died in the hospital writing screenplays so
1: yeah no totally um it's,
0: everybody choose. i mean hey everybody does their thing anyways it is the last of the romero night of the living dead franchise movies there is theoretically i think one that was in production maybe it's in production hell now i don't know it's on the list but it's not never it's not released or anything
1: so one thing i want to go over quickly because i think it relates to something you mentioned you showed me that you'd done is i had another one of those like semantical arguments with my significant other where i think he was fun he had had a good point though that i wanted to bring up so for a moment let's step back and talk about zombies so i'm like hey you know there's 28 days later we were talking about some like pontypool the crazy so on and he's like well 28 days later is infected people and i'm like this is a zombie movie he's like yeah but it's not the living dead and to to my point i was just trying to figure out what is and isn't a zombie movie like (laughs) and 28 days later is considered a zombie movie regardless of the backstory nice. of the zombies however For sure i hadn't really thought about it in that like yeah the romero movies are all about people who die and because they're almost like werewolves or vampires where because of the circumstances of their death they come back as the undead right whereas 28 days later um people are alive they just get infected in a way that that turns them that gives them they eat people i mean that's it
0: it has been a long time since i saw this 28 days later yes this is actually i think technically the same as no no the walking dead they all die first yeah okay no never mind
1: and then there's the movie we're going to talk about later or next which is um return of the living dead
0: the return of the living dead but otherwise correct
1: where they actually come out of graves which yeah. is not a thing that happens in any of these romero films no one comes out of a grave it's just people who died yeah we're never we never see anyone come out of a grave
0: i mean yeah we, we never see anyone
1: it's just people who die become reanimated so yes. um so that was something i hadn't really thought about and then you had watched something on Haitian zombies and Romero zombies did that relate in any way to
0: yeah so it's interesting because it actually brought up a point that so I listened to the commentary of Romero and some of the other people who made it producers actors whatever night uh, of the living dead on night of the living dead and they had specifically and this is from 94 so it's been quite a while you know 20 years before he passed and 26 years ago anyways and uh uh, the, he talked about how they called them ghouls, like they don't call them zombies in that movie. Right, right. Like they later start calling them zombies because that's what everybody was calling them. But he was actually trying to make a distinction from zombies. And zombies is a comes, well, at least it's it seems to per this thing I watched, which is from, I think, the PBS storied channel think is what it is on youtube um i think it might also air on pbs i don't know i don't have cable or tv i like that anyways uh and it's about how you know it's there's voodoo and voodoo and like voodoo is kind of like i think the westernized version of the word and it's been kind of bastardized and so i think i think voodoo is how most of them say it i watch the thing research them I'm,
1: being haitian people being
0: haitians or or people who are Haitian adjacent like not necessarily Haitian from Haiti but might be like I think they were interviewing somebody in Louisiana who was like Haitian American and mm-hmm. so there's and there's more stuff that goes with that in the thing but it was interesting to hear them talk about it and they didn't mention the Romero zombies in that video cuz then I watched the Romero one and the Romero one was essentially like these zombies are different than the Haitian zombies I didn't you know they didn't have anybody any of the I guess they're witch doctors. I'm not sure what they're considered. Talk about like what they think of the Romero zombies. There obviously is a lot of uh, race, racism or prejudice or any number of things involved in all of this. Uh, But like the Romero zombies are essentially different from the Haitian zombies. Are the
1: Haitian zombies living dead? Are they um, infected? Are they just.
0: They're living dead. Um, As far as I can, what I remember from that video, like Haitian zombies kind of come out of slavery and like the walking Mm. dead as in, you know, slaves who are, you know, Mm. I mean, they're doing, they're, they're doing whatever they're doing as slaves, but it's, you know, they're, they don't have, they've lost their soul because of the hardship and the all that stuff. I mean, it's really icky, but that seemed to be where some of it came from at least sort of. And again, this wasn't a very long video. I don't want to speak too much on like things because I don't know about it, but it was, it was interesting even just this little bit, because I've heard about because I know I knew that zombies came from, or at least that, I knew something that the zombies came from Haitian, you know, Vodou, I guess. And so it's interesting that like the Romero zombies, like they're basically, it's the idea, but it's like, they're not connected in any other way. And so that might be its own problem in in some sort of cultural appropriation way, but uh, whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess the kind of how I want to wrap this little thing up is it, I'm not a zombie person, really. This was kind of a lark that we picked this, yeah. we we kind of picked it for the social commentary which there was actually less of than i expected on some level yeah um but as whenever you kind of deep dive into a particular topic it, it's that thing again where like there's there's only three stories or seven stories or 20 or whatever but like there's infinite variation so yeah. i i like that we've watched a couple things outside of the romero movies cuz you start to see there's some within the Romero movies, but then, you know, outside the Romero movies. And I guess next week is our last week. We're going to do another zombie movie or two next week, right?
0: Yeah, we're going to do another one. We should figure out what those are going to be, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, that um, you start to see what the different things you can do with kind of the same... How you can rearrange the same piece, you know, piece, you know, a, a monster that eats people. Um,
0: yeah. Know, apocalyptic... Do they walk?
1: like
0: do they walk they sh- do they run
1: <laughs> right but but you can kind of and but you end up with something a little different every time and and the difference is you know if you zoom out the differences aren't that big but when you zoom in and really look at it you know they're they can be very very different movies and
0: and of course because Romero made these movies across four decades basically you even see how the decade they're made in influences the movies right. and how it's it's sometimes you know, the zombies may not have changed a ton between night of the living dead and dawn of uh, day of the dead but like how the characters interact with the zombies really changed some yeah. of that is also just the story but it also there is something you can kind of read into it based on the decade these movies came out
1: yeah so survival of the dead um do you want me to synopsize it
0: yes yeah, reminder we're spoiling all the all the things that's so spoiling
1: so um, this takes place kind of after Diary. It, it definitely, around the same time as Diary of the Dead because there's an overlap of characters and the main characters in Survival of the Dead are actually the, nation, the, the National Guard or the fake National Guard or whatever that was, um, yeah. who robbed the people in Diary of the Dead. And basically the zombie apocalypse has happened they're trying to figure out what to do where to go and they end up going to this island that's basically got two families on it that both like have Pruned irish
0: island or something
1: Plum Island Plum. here is similar but different um and there's two families there's the O'Flynns and the Muldoons. um i don't know why irish people keep popping up i have nothing against the irish it's just kind of funny um
0: it's kind of specific
1: <laughs> kind of specific and the, it's an island where, like, I feel like they're like the Clans and the McLauries. They're like the the the. Although the, I think those were the those guys were together, but you know who you know it's like two families warring over a hill, kind of a situation.
0: Right. Um.
1: And and both sides have different ideas on how to deal with the zombies. And because they're on this island, it's kind of this very enclosed ecosystem.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And the National Guard people end up getting kind of caught up in it. Yeah, um, and I think I like this one more than you. I like this one more than Land or Diary. Um, do we want to talk? Do should I go first? Do you want to talk about the good or the bad first? Uh, you,
0: you go ahead.
1: So let's talk about the bad first, which means I'm throwing it back at you because um, there's some really pretty colors, but this film looks really oh, bad. It, it looks, looks really terrible.
0: Bad. Like all it, three of these films are like the. Like I know that Romero wasn't like a big Hollywood director exactly though I'm pretty sure he made some big films. I don't know, but like the, the they're digital, but like they're not well color corrected or or like they haven't they they i mean sometimes with digital you don't do they'll do a, a an effect to make it look like film, and I think that I think film looks better I don't really i mean there are some digital like red I think where it just looks really nice and yeah you know, necessarily but like these didn't look very good
1: right I? but i mean more specifically like i noticed that people's faces were being blasted with light in situations where it didn't make sense I was, like, yeah blast, I was about to... blasted with light
0: yeah i was gonna say that was the next thing is like the lighting in almost all three of these movies diary it isn't as bad to me but uh, but bo- at least but basically all three of these the lighting is just terrible like yeah they're like they're like i think it's key lighting that you put on people's <laughs> face <laughs> And they're like, here, we're gonna shine this giant key light into your face.
1: Yeah, and it's like oh. night, and it. And I appreciated that it was a colorful film because I get a little tired of um, like. Well, brown. Land of the
0: Dead, Land of the Dead was very brown.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Land of the Dead is hardly the only sinner. I mean, I, you know, I like Suspiria, which has like bright reds. And, you know, it, it, can, you can have color and be horrifying. We don't yeah. need horror; doesn't need to be. I understand, you know, the unknown putting things in the dark, you know, that kind of thing, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't all need to be murky all the time. So I appreciated that, but yeah, yeah. And and the framing, it just seemed, it felt very TV movie, it felt sci-fi channel at times.
0: It's, it's that weird thing where like Romero came from commercials, right? And in Dawn of the Dead, I didn't really notice it then. In Night of the Living Dead, you can kind of tell, like I watched a thing and Because of that, I kind of understand like why how coming from commercials informed what he did there. But then Dawn and Dead don't really feel like commercial like commercials or like they came come from anywhere. But then land, diary, well, diary is found footage, so it just looks like found footage. Yeah. It it actually of the three, it kind of looks it looks better to me just because it's of the conceit, though the conceit doesn't work. Anyways, yeah. Uh but then land, but then survival just like they're all it's yeah. like the frame like there's there is a shot in survival towards the end where it's our like our guys are handcuffed and sitting near these zombies and then the villains are like <laughs> over to the right and like there are no close-ups and like people are talking and so sometimes that usually you'll bring the audio up or down based on how far they are from the camera like yeah so like there's all these tricks about how like how audio doesn't always match the What's in the frame and like, but it just is weird because it sounds like he's right next to you, but you can't see who's talking. Yeah, like who's like I know it's the old man, but I couldn't tell which one was the old man. Yeah, so I'm like, I I was like, I kept throwing my arms up, like, what's happening? (laughs) Give me a close up. I need something. This isn't a movie where you need to do this.
1: Well, and that's where you wonder if budget constraints or something. I mean, that doesn't excuse some of it, but I was. I was watching a K-drama recently where it's like I I just want to know what happened because the the production went downhill for like the last few episodes and I think they my guess is there was a time constraint there and that's where you wonder like were they shooting those you don't always shoot films linearly in fact you usually don't um but then, you know, did they were they running out of time and they just got the shots they could get? I mean, that's like infamously why you get a lot of long shots with with indie films, because you it they take a while to set up. But then you just, you know, you've got your five minutes and you don't need to do like 10, yeah. 20 different setups or whatever. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not as hip on production. Co- anyway, co-
0: coverage, getting coverage is mm, takes longer and is more expensive.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to go into why I liked it and why I liked it more than the others is to me, okay. um, To me, it felt more like a low budget horror film than the other two. Land felt like a knockoff of a wannabe blockbuster type thing. Diary felt like it was just chasing the Blair Witch trend. Survival of the Dead almost had what I wanted. I talked about last time where now, now the zombies are here and it's kind of becoming normal. So what's kind of like, what's a smaller thing that we're dealing with then, you know, we're not dealing with, you know, we haven't zoomed out the way you do in land of the dead and it's trying to do too much at once. And you're not just dealing with the initial breakout of zombies the way diary does. So now like, what's kind of an interesting problem we're dealing with. And one of the groups wants to see if they can kind of like tame the zombies which goes back to kind of um day of the dead except they're not scientists they're just people who are attached to these people and i love the imagery of the zombies that were like tied up and just repeatedly doing tasks like i thought that was great imagery i love the zombie just riding around on a horse yeah like one there was a just just riding on a horse. Oh, that and that
0: was... does lead to a great reveal later, which is like <laughs> which
1: I kind of it was schlocky, but it was fun. Yeah. Which is because you've been led to believe. So that you meet um, the daughters of one of these these patriarchs. Let's just call them what they are. Yeah. And or in the beginning of the movie, and then when you come and then you leave the island for a while, and when you come back, she, she seems to have been uh, turned into a zombie and riding around on her horse. But the reveal yeah. is dun dun dun. There's two of them, and one of them's alive. One of them's alive and one of them's zombie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that's why I kind of enjoyed this movie was schlocky stuff like that. Like, in a way, the zombie lore was kind of secondary. Like these could have been ghouls, these almost could have been ghosts. Like, can we rehabilitate ghosts? Like, it didn't really matter (laughs) that much that they were zombies, but also the movie moved like we started in one place we got on a ferry we went through this we ended up on the island we went over here on the island we did this like i enjoy and i understood what was happening there was a kid there was a hispanic guy there was a woman who is ethnically ambiguous there's like grouchy bearded man like we were back to being able to tell characters apart which i hadn't felt for the last two movies and and they had minor characterization and minor arcs and so for all those reasons, I enjoyed it. Would I recommend it casually to people? I don't know that well, no, because it's still, it's still kind of cheap and silly. And um, It's,
0: this is another, like, this is another one, like basically all three, Land Diary and this one are like, I'm not going to recommend it to anyone. Maybe Diary to like the right film fanatic because they I might would, appreciate the bullshit.
1: I <laughs> would recommend Survival of the Dead to certain people. But for like sure.
0: I, well, I would recommend to any of these three to horror fans because like they all kind of have their thing like, but yeah. but Diary is the only one I might step outside of horror fans and be like, well, but I mean, you could I could also see the same for survival. I just wouldn't do it. Um, yeah, I, I I ultimately enjoyed survival. I just had a few too many moments of like, this. just like things looking bad don't usually ruin a movie for me, and it didn't hear but like, it bothers me more than it bothers you. Like where I'm just like watching this and I'm like, here's a shot. Like, plus there's a, do you remember that kid asking that woman, like, what would you do with a million (laughs) dollars? Nothing ever well, comes of that. Like, yeah, he has,
1: it's almost like he's trying to legitimize the money in, in Land of the Dead, where it's like, no, really, money is important. That's why I made Land of the Dead. And it's like, it, it's not, though. Like, no, it's no. not
0: important. And then there's also that thing with the hanging zombie and our guy, but we never get a payoff for that. So yeah. like, they, they they ran out, like you said, maybe they ran out of money. There's just a few too many of those for me where I'm like, it's it's that level of thing where like, I think I almost like if it wasn't for the the amount of annoyment i got from those few moments i'd probably like it the way you did but those bits of annoyment, like shunt it down for me i like that annoyance
1: Annoyment. Anoyment,
0: annoyments uh, it's it's an it's annoyance you put it it's it's I like totally an, it's like an it. ointment that you put on your skin but it goes <laughs> but, in your but, brain <laughs>
1: but it makes you itch it just ah, makes you itch it's an annoyment. so um no and and i mean you tease me and i'm novelizing it that i like um I just don't like mass appeal, big budget stuff, which is unfair because sometimes they do. <laughs> but if you look at it, Land of the Dead is basically like the wannabe,
0: yeah, totally
1: one. And so, of course, I don't like that one as much as like this weird little thing. I agree with you, but what what makes <laughs> and you know some of it's like by comparison. Like I'm not comparing Survival of the Dead to, you know, Citizen Kane, right um but there's ideas like there there are ideas in it like you know these two families that have different opinions on how to deal with the zombies like can we get them to eat food should we just shoot them like you know where do you go um you know there's zombies in the water that are just standing there grabbing at people you know there there's none of this kind of like well you know in Simon Baker character being shocked that he has to shoot someone for turning into a zombie. Like we're not yeah. rehashing that stuff again. Yeah. And and that's what elevated it for me. I, but, I think I'd I mean, agree you can, too. You yeah. can only elevate something like this so far.
0: Yeah. And like ultimately, like oh, the Romero thing that I watched, you know, that it did make me appreciate land and diary and survival a little more. But I mean it's and it wasn't like about the quality of them. It was more about, you know where, you know, just zombies and kind of what they did for zombies. It's this weird thing where like in retrospect, I realized like Land of the Dead feels like a ripoff of, you know, 28 28 days later or something, which I think came before it by a few years or something. But other, it doesn't even matter because the other thing is Land of the Dead feels like a ripoff of The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead didn't come out, isn't out, wasn't out. It came out in the 2010 somewhere. Yeah. Land of the Dead feels like a ripoff of something that came later. Like it just doesn't. And so survival to me doesn't fall into the same thing as Land or Diary do, even though I like Diary more, where they just feel like ripoffs of things. Survival feels like a low budget zombie movie that gets influences from anything, but doesn't feel as directly a ripoff of something as the other two.
1: Yeah. And it's also survival. I mean, it's still an amalgam of other things. It's, oh, totally. It's,
0: it just doesn't feel it, like a ripoff. <laughs>
1: it's a Western and it falls into my bucket where I like Westerns that aren't Westerns. So yeah. I kind of like it. So it's still, you know, it's still a um, a bunch of other stuff. It just is... It, and also there doesn't seem to be, I guess, what's the social commentary there? I mean, I guess, I, I feel like he was shoehorning it in a little less. Now he shoehorned in other stuff like that horrific. Well, it's the summer. social commentary
0: is like, you know, even in, you know, it's the, the two families that died, yeah. they're still warring at the end of the film with their right. empty pistols or whatever. And so it's like, it's a commentary yeah. on like, you know, human heredi- conflict. yeah, human conflict and hereditary conflict, maybe where like, yeah. you know, it's you know why you know we're we're x number of years removed from things but
1: but also that we're doomed to just endlessly repeat which is kind of what the zombies themselves are doing
0: pretty much yeah and so it's like there's something i think like i think land is the worst because romero's trying to do something big and at least in the franchise that we've watched he's not good at doing that diary is better because it's smaller to me and he's doing something smaller, it's still, I mean, these are movies that have tons of issues. And then survival is also better because he's doing something smaller, lower budget. Like it's still better than land, you know, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say, f- I, I think we're kind of wrapping. There's not a lot more to say about survival. I, I think for my, for my personal taste, as far as what, not what I think is the best, but what would I rewatch in what order? I would rewatch Dawn of the Dead and then, I struggled with Night of the Living Dead. I think it is a better film than Day or um, Survival, but those might actually come first <laughs> for Night of the Living Dead, and then Diary, and then um, uh, Land of the Living, Land of the Dead. I keep having Living Dead, but that, that we'll talk about that later. But uh, I, I do think Night of the Living Dead is significantly better than Survival or Day. I just found it really boring in like, places <laughs> and had trouble watching it.
0: I, I, you know, I my rewatch list is pretty similar. Like, Dawn is, you know, the one that I, I also would rewatch yeah. and, you know, enjoyed the most. Then, come, I think, then comes Night of the Living Dead. I might go for, you know, I'm, it, it depends, like, anything, but I feel like I might actually like the, the odd historical movies that, like, are interesting for society, Sometimes more than you. Like yeah. you like, I don't know why, but like I can't imagine like I don't know if you, have you ever seen Metropolis? You have it, right?
1: I don't think I have. No.
0: Like I can't imagine you really enjoying it that much, but maybe you should see it because it's just one of those movies. But like yeah. I enjoyed it. So like it's one of those things. But then I so it'd probably be like Dawn, I'd rewatch, and then like probably Night of the Living Dead, maybe Diary of the Dead, because I have like a specific thing about it that I like mm-hmm. it works in my brain. And then, like, after that is probably, like, Day and Survival and then Land. Like, I'm probably more yeah. likely to watch Day than I am, you know. I might even be more likely to watch that than Survival or uh, not Survival Diary just because I want to see if, like, there's something more to it that I didn't quite get. But, you know, it's it's interesting having done this whole series. And, and like, it's interesting to have seen, like, I still have this – George Romero changed like he basically started a a trend and a craze in movies like I don't know that Night of the Living Dead is the first zombie movie but it certainly is like the launch point for a whole genre and then it gets reinvented later by other people and Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead really contribute to the genre and then he becomes I'm not like a hack or anything exactly but like he's ripping off other movies that came from stuff that he made yeah which is interesting to me especially because like I like Kurosawa movies and like Kurosawa made movies you know the feudal japan movies of some kind you know some era kind of because he liked John Ford movies and he used that influence not because of but he used the influence of Ford movies to like inform how he did his films mm-hmm. and then those movies got remade by you know Sergio Leone and those influenced way later right. westerns so it's like right. it's that thing where it's like Romero influences the genre. Other people come in and make things. And then a few years later, Romero comes in and makes weird, like, knockoffs of a genre that he, like, helped start, you know? It's it's a fascinating kind of look. And and the social commentary, unintentional or otherwise, it really, it it does, like, you know, he cast Dwayne Jones as the lead in Night of the Living Dead. And by the last movie, I don't remember, like, there's Tomboy, and she's mixed ethnicity. But, like, we've lost our main character as a black man. And that's fine. Mm. Not every movie has to have that or anything, but like weirdly, yeah. he's almost regressed into like what he kind of, yeah. Like unintentionally, I guess he did. So it's like, there's, there's, there's something worth studying there, you know, probably already. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of books on these already, but yeah. it's, it's kind of a fascinating movie culture thing.
1: I agree. I, I, um, in a way, it'd be interest. It'll be interesting at some point if we do one of the other horror um, series. Yeah, this one's though kind of unique, I think, because Romero directs them all. I'm not sure how often that happens, and I I know Carpenter was out after two on Halloween. Or no, he got he did up to the third. Did anyway, he
0: do yeah. It's it is unique in that it's Romero who did it. Yeah, there are two there are two remakes, and maybe we could maybe watch those next week. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, like those. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right because Romero made these, and he also made them. I mean, they span the '60s, you know, late '60s to late 2000s. So that's what you know. Whereas I think a lot of
1: the iconic. Horror genre was we think of started in the late seventies at the earliest, yeah. um, and a lot of them started in the eighties. So
0: yeah, there's not as many from as early as the sixties. You're right that I can think of.
1: Not unless we're talking stuff like Frankenstein, which is you know goes all the way back to Mary Shelley. So
0: yeah, which is a little different. Anyways,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: let's Time talk to... talk about that. your new your new favorite your new favorite movie. <laughs>
1: The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. So we were just looking for other zombie movies to watch to kind of throw into the mix. And um, the boyfriend loved this one and suggested it. And he was not wrong. Um, So um, here's an interesting thing of note. So uh, John Rousseau, I guess, wrote Night of the Living Dead with Romero. Right. And then when they parted ways... Rousseau had the rights to any titles featuring Living Dead while Romero was free to create his own sequels beginning with Dawn of the Dead. This is yeah. from Wikipedia, I mean, hmm. not. So this is, this, is a, this is actually weirdly kind of an offshoot of Night of the Living Dead. Um, although, and, and Night of the Living Dead is referenced several times within this movie. Yes. This movie is from 85 and it is so 80s and beautiful and wonderful in its 80s-ness. <laughs> It's tr- like, I don't wanna, I hate calling things trashy, but it's like hardcore. Let's call it hardcore eighties. Cause we've got like punks and teenagers driving around and we have that like goth punk. Um, well, so first like off spoilers,
0: spoilers for everything.
1: Spoilers for everything. Lamenting all the work he does for his friends. so this this film uh do you want a synopsis since i synopsis yeah
0: let me let me take a shot at this this should be pretty simple uh we are are at a uh what would it be called this where you you said like it's a medical Medical
1: supplies
0: medical supplies but specifically like skeletons and like half you know dogs that have been cut in half and all that and we're training a new guy And they go downstairs and they talk about these barrels that have these, you know, dead people in them that were accidentally shipped there from the military. And uh, he says they're military grade and he slaps it and smoke comes out and goblin music starts. (laughs) And from here on out, it's going to be the the return of the living dead. And that is and then from there, it's people trying like people trying to get rid of this body that started, that started moving again, which then leads to more bodies because they're right next to a cemetery and there's a, a crematory involved. And that's that's it. That's what it is. And there's some okay. punks and some kids who are friends of our, our lead who show up.
1: Okay, yes, I agree with you. It's not actual goblin music. It's, it's oh, just is it goblin. not? No, but it's goblin-like. It's definitely, it's like 80s heavy metal, not death metal kind of stuff.
0: That's a great, that that cut from slapping that to like the smoke and the music starting. Yeah. That is an amazing little beat yeah. that they have. That is so good.
1: <laughs> Here's what, I, I think the thing that I, I feel a little wistful. you just left out of the synopsis there is, is that, or, or some a distinction I want to make. I have talked about how in all these films, it's like, you know, like the, you know, normally there's a slow build in horror, but in the films we've been watching, it's just like bam, zombies, yeah. right? This is a slow build because we get the whole lore of these these me- these medical containers, which is Night of the Living Dead. Like that is where they use it. They're like basically Night of the Living Dead is a true story, and this is the zombies from Night of the Living Dead, right? Yeah. Well, that what what gets out there seems to only affect infect one or two things. And we've got like these, these Joe Blow guys and this kid who's just been hired to this job that he now doesn't want anymore. Yeah. Trying to deal with just two dead things. Actually, I think they're only dealing with one because they, they, they don't know about the other. They're only trying to deal with the one and then the half dogs. Yeah. But in, in their attempts to deal with that, they involve the guy at the crematorium next door And their solution to that problem causes the cemetery to be infected, which is where we get the interesting difference between this film and some of the other ones we've watched, where the dead actually rise from the ground, which we have not seen, so I I don't believe it's happening. And then that slowly, and there's this constant one-upping, like, you know, these guys are mostly trapped in the crematorium at that point, with Eddie, who may be one of my like favorite characters because he's just Ernie sorry Ernie not Eddie Ernie remember
0: it's Bird and Ernie
1: (laughs) right who who just he he takes everything like he's almost us in that they come they're like we need to like burn this up and he's like okay why are you asking for that like he's very like reasonable in the midst of all this nonsense um but then um we just watch like So now there are all these zombies out there. They're trapped inside. And like we watch these like people coming to try and like rescue the last people and just every time they just get overwhelmed by the and it just keeps escalating. And it's, it's just, it's.
0: There's a great setup because we have our I think at first the, the paramedics show up to deal with um, the, the, the kid and the kid and the guy who was training the kid who are not Burton Ernie. I forget the names. And, they're, they are like suffering ill effects from the smoke that they've taken in or the gas from that, that canister. And so the paramedics show up, but then the paramedics go outside to like get something. They're like, you guys don't have a pulse. You don't have whatever, but you're moving. So you're alive, but you should be dead.
1: Right. And they go outside. It's actually Freddie and Bert, the medical supplies guy, because they inhaled the gas. Yeah.
0: I thought Bert was the, the the guy who shows up later who owns the the medical supply place
1: I don't think so I think Oh
0: well whatever anyways. anyways so the paramedics go outside and then they get eaten by some dead people and then they send and then one of them goes up to the thing and says send more paramedics or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they send some more paramedics and they like get immediately eaten and then it's, I think it's like some police show up because whatever and then it's like send more police <laughs> or whatever (laughs) and the last the payoff for that is so good because you think that's it you think you've got your payoff uh, is that they did it twice but no there's more payoff to it basically
1: (laughs) yeah no and and that's the thing that I thought was it's over the top and yet it still builds in the slow methodical way and um uh yeah Bert and Freddie. I think it's okay I'm going to
0: I'm also Um, gonna pull up the Wikipedia. Frank,
1: you're right. Frank. It's Frank and Freddie.
0: Frank and Freddie.
1: Frank and Freddie are the guys, you know, who start us off in the medical supply. They both breathe in the, the gas and like their situation, like at one point they're dead, but they're still talking. And they're like going into rigor mortis, but they're still talking. And like the existential horror of like being aware of your own death.
0: And that you're turning into a living dead.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you know, we've watched all these Romero ones where it's like, oh, shoot me before it happens and da, da, da. And this was kind of subversion where they're like, we don't know what to do because they're still talking, you know. And well, but the they girl, even
0: in in the medical place, they're like, well, in the movie, they shoot them in the head and they die. So they like they take a pickaxe to this dead thing's head and it does nothing.
1: Yeah. So this of- It's
0: so crazy.
1: There's a lot of subversion. Well, yeah, they had that whole plan, one of one of my guys. They had that whole plan for how to deal with the cadaver that's become infected. And,
0: like, right.
1: immediately it goes wrong. Immediately. It's not that good thing, too, where you have people trying to deal with an impossible situation. Yeah. And everything goes wrong. Just constantly. And then you've got the heavy metal and you've got the punks and you've got, you know dead bodies talking if i i just so
0: we should so the 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 friends are like waiting for freddie to get off of work essentially and like they they you know he's they they go and they're like well what are we going to do for two hours and so they go into the cemetery because they're punks and yeah and, and they're not there's no goths yet or maybe there are goths i don't know but they're whatever and so they're in the cemetery just like hanging around and complaining and these guys their lines are ridiculous they're over delivered and it's all very it seems very intentional like yeah, it was, it was it's it, it was on purpose and like trash was played by Linnea Quigley, who is a scream queen because of this movie, I think. Yes, it's like and her
1: character's name is trash. I just said I don't like calling things trashy. Her character's name is trash.
0: <laughs> yes. The, what they call her is trash. And like now. OK, so I don't know the circumstances of this movie. <laughs> it is possible that she did this under protest. I don't know. But she takes like, at some point she's like getting hot and bothered by the cemetery. So she gets on top of a grave and takes her shirt off and someone says, oh, there she goes, she's getting naked again and she gets full nudity. Like off, do you, you see breasts in these movies? That happens, right? But no, she takes it all off. You can see, yeah. like, and it's like, yeah. I, I'm, as somebody of, of the modern era who appreciates the naked form of all types, of, of all people. Yeah. I, I, and certainly I have a preference towards the, the, the female naked form, you know, the, yeah. the born female naked form. And I'm just like, what is happening? She's just, and we're not that far into the movie. We're like 20 minutes into the movie when this is happening. And she's just dancing naked on this thing. And it's like, okay, nudity, because it's the eighties and that's how you sell movies. And I hope that she enjoyed it and wasn't totally out by it. I don't, I doubt that's what it was, but I'm all for the nudity and just being free and free the (laughs) nipple and free whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And, then, and then she is naked for the rest of the movie. Yes. She puts a jacket on at some point and she's like yeah. getting burned because of the rain that's full of like dead people stuff, dead people crematorium stuff. And like there's a payoff later because she eventually dies and then she's naked and this homeless man see her sees her and then she kills somebody and she's still naked through the whole thing. Yeah. It's like I, I, I at one point I, think I, made like- a, I made a comment to you and to you and uh um, Uh, our friend while we were watching it and i'm like so ma'am you're gonna be in this movie and we're gonna make you naked for about 20 minutes and then you're gonna die and that's what it is and (laughs) was she like sure i need to get in the film business but no it's actually for more than that (laughs) anyways
1: no and that's again that's the, the joy of this movie is it's over the top and yet it's still you know some movies just devolve i mean we watched blazing saddles recently which almost is that where it just kind of (laughs) devolves into just like and and it's a good movie but there's a point of which it's just like it's just everywhere like the plot is just like it's like leaking across your house as you watch it like but this is like it's still very tight like the characters stay true to themselves and, and and they're not like deep characters but they don't need to be i i really enjoyed this movie
0: thinking of the night of the living dead franchise like more or less all these movies fall into like a one location event movie i call them i don't know what i think event movie might be a term and i might be misusing it who knows
1: right but like except for um uh, land diary and survival don't really they know they aren't as
0: much event movies like that they have more of a story but like the first three are kind of like event movies an event Mm -hmm. happens here we are we're dealing with it and that's like the structure of the story is them dealing with the event like return right. of the living dead these it's an event movie like there's there's almost no story i don't yeah. think there's maybe there's social commentary in here i don't know there kind of is but yeah. like it's really just here's an event here's them dealing with it it's over the top fun like yeah. i would watch this movie on the big screen 100 yeah. like it's yeah. so much fun
1: no it makes me think of stuff like night of the comet or yeah. it, or even something like they live where it's just like it's just it's it's, it's saying a little something, you know, but mostly it's just fun.
0: Yeah. They is
1: saying more than.
0: <laughs> well, They Live is saying more than, than this one is. It's interesting. Cause I, I, you know, I'm talking about it, you know, it making me realize how much fun I had with it. It's still not ultimately my kind of movie necessarily. I think I got a little, like, there are a couple moments where it dragged for me for whatever reason. Like there's, it is, I mean, again, there's not as big story to this movie. It's just things happening kind of, you know, there, there's, yeah. there's like, there's situational stories, but not like a a structure necessarily of like, here's our hero and he's going to go save yeah. the day. Like it's situational stuff. And I don't always do as well with those movies, just, I guess, which is maybe why I like some of the big budget stuff more than you, but I don't know. It, it's... Like I, I had a few moments where I, it dragged for me here and there, but at the same time, like I don't think I could ask for them to change anything. Like this, this yeah. is this is kind of exactly what you want out of this movie, you know.
1: I just love I love people dealing with with ridiculous situations yeah. and and but still being people, and so yeah, we have Ernie who who kind of. Has his head on his shoulders, although he may have Nazi tendencies. Um, yeah, well,
0: that's that's why I'm like, I kind of like the Ernie character, but if he's a Nazi, I don't like him anymore. What's <laughs> up with? I need to like rewatch and see the things. that I you think saw. it's
1: some weird sense of humor. Um, but but that he's just this guy. But then you also have, you know the medical supply people who just who just want to cover up that they made a mistake at their job. Like that is their, and that's like such a human thing. Like we've all tried to cover up a mistake we've made at work. It's just oh, totally. usually it doesn't involve. You know, and the, the kids just want to have fun and like this is so they're, right. they're, they're very human, even as the situation they're and, and just grappling. And that's what I like versus, you know, uh, Night of Living Dead, where, you know, Dwayne Jones is very capable and like <laughs> does what you should do. But like, would we really do that? I mean, maybe, maybe. maybe. Well, I mean, they do board up all the windows. That all? Why are there so many windows in this yes. place?
0: <laughs> Which I think is a commentary on Night of the... I think it was you that said that. It's a commentary on Night <laughs> of the Living Dead. Well, yes. it's interesting. They put in this sprinkle of like, here's this military guy and this like, uh, he has like, it for no reason, it's like, oh, we see he has this kind of like, he's being henpecked by his wife or something yeah. I don't know. it's this weird like little thing and it's like oh so and there's a number on the canisters that doesn't get called until much later and it's like what is this This is going to come back right that's the military yeah. man this is the number we know what's going to happen and yeah. it comes back later and you're like oh okay you know this is what we think and then what happens is what you think is going to happen They blows everything up but then after that, it's like it doesn't matter. Zombies everywhere, right? Like, yeah,
1: it's just gonna, it's just gonna perpetuate the problem. Yeah.
0: So it was interesting. Like he's asking them. I, but like the payoff of that is even kind of good in a way. Like it's better than I thought it was gonna be because like you know what's gonna happen. But like he's like, okay, why didn't you call right away? Oh, I see. Well, how long? It's you know, it's what still
1: it is? I mean, it makes me think of the Doctor Strange love some of those like interplay. Yeah, everybody's yeah. like acting you know like the situation is is you know situation normal all fucked up kind of a you know
0: yeah yeah no totally this was it was a very fun movie
1: i recommend i would watch (laughs) i would watch dawn of the dead and return either one of these i would watch before most of the rest of what
0: we've been watching i don't know if it would beat out like night of the living dead necessarily but it might it is more fun it would i don't know
1: it, it would for me do i think it's the better film i
0: i mean it it it's, sure
1: is a slice of 80s
0: it's again you can't it's i mean we we compare these right. things just for because that's how we work as humans but it's they're not terribly comparable you wouldn't watch like they're just two different <laughs> types of movies like are you in the mood for fun night or the return of living dead are you interested in like history and like zombie lord night of the living dead you know right right anyways the, the one thing we didn't mention i real quick is like dan o'bannon directed this yes and, and we um, like
1: dan o'bannon <laughs>
0: yeah we we i don't really there's more to him than this but we mostly know him from the documentary about the the, the dune movie that didn't get made uh, uh what is it Inaratus? no not Inaratus. Yodorowski's uh, uh, dune yes uh and it's like it's he's in that and it's interesting like you know he he's talking about using he was on like drugs or something when Jodorowsky came to see him or something like there's some great stuff with him in there but they
1: they did I think they did pot together or something like that yeah but he he um he he met John Carpenter at USC, and they worked on a science fiction film called Dark Star together, which I think is how Yodorowski got interested in him because Yodorowski yeah. did not care for Doug Trumbull. Um, right. Who, who did the visual effects for 2001, I think.
0: Right, um, I think that makes sense. And yeah, so O'Bannon, and that is that is Carpenter's first film.
1: Right, but O'Bannon went on to write um, uh, Alien. Right. I don't did
0: like his, he, did, I, don't, I know he did some, I think he did some other stuff, but.
1: Yeah, so he wrote that. Well, the thing that came up, sorry, this is like super exciting for people to hear, I'm sure. Um, he was, he Got worked it, on man. the script for that and then he became the director of this. Um, Got it. Huh? Cause I guess Tope. oh, Tope Hooper or Toby Hooper was going to work on this, but backed out of Life Force. Oh, Life Force was a script of his. Sorry, that's what I was trying to get. Life Force is—I haven't actually seen it. I've seen pieces of it. Is Life Force
0: the one with Patrick Stewart in it? <laughs>
1: and vampires in space, and a lot of right. Uh, I'm very nudity. curious about whatever
0: this this trash is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's just—he's—he's he's involved in some. He's one of those people. You know, we talk about like Spielberg and. Um, I guess Lucas and Howard and you know these people that are like the prestige films but then you have these people that I feel like have their hands in all these interesting which are more my kind of films again than like yeah. the Spielberg films so it's it's he Dan O'Bannon seems to have had one of those careers where he was involved in a lot of kind of interesting
0: yeah.
1: genre films that aren't the kind of things that get a lot of prestige just because of the way we measure prestige so yeah Anyway, interesting guy. Interesting guy. Watch Jodorowsky's Dune. See his <laughs> his widow.
0: Uh, all right, so I guess we should move on to a, a, a field in England.
1: Let's go to a field in England, or Let's not? Because it seems like a terrible talk about a one location event movie. Oh gosh, uh, which okay. we were just talking about the. Of the dead films, which are one location event films for the first three. Yes. Um, and here we are in a very different one location event film.
0: So so I, I challenge you, Sarah, to make sense <laughs> of what the fuck happens in this movie. Spoilers, spoilers. We're spoiling whatever the fuck did happen in this movie, which I don't in know.
1: England takes place during the very loved and off film time period of the British Civil War. <laughs> I mean, you just can't. You just can't walk a few feet without tripping over another one of those films and this is mid 17th century right there's our mother is interested in this time period and i wish i could really talk about it a little better but i think there's like the calvinist and but we
0: can't recommend this movie to mom
1: (laughs) no she would not like this movie there's cromwell one of the cromwells because there's another cromwell earlier i think i think uh anyway so there's different factions, let's just say, because, th- you know, that's what we're interested in. And right. they run into each other on a field in England and have a trippy time together, possibly because it's the past and everybody was hungry and dirty and weird all the time, possibly because they ate some mushrooms that might be causing them to hallucinate a lot of what's happening.
0: Seems and like there's
1: it. four men and there's weird power struggles between them. And then eventually the movie ends.
0: I, I, yeah. And and they, well, there's, there's also, they have those four men eventually meet a fifth man who's like an alchemist or something. That's what I think the synopsis said. Somewhere.
1: Right. I forgot about that. It's been a little, it's been a little longer since I watched it. But yeah, like there, the strong implication is that the the mushrooms causes a lot of hallucinations and yeah. weirdness to happen. Um, there's a lot of mysterious, I mean, part of, I was thinking about this before we talked. Um, I kind of took over on this again, but- That's fine. I, as we've even said within the last 15 minutes, I do not care for mainstream films.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, but kind of the idea be- behind those films is often that you can kind of do the same. People want to watch the same thing. They want to like see it again and again. People get addicted to certain kinds of stories and so on. Yeah. I don't think there's a world that exists where like 10, a field in England's come out. And like, like I personally don't want to see this movie over and over again. Like I think about f- films that like, this makes me think of November, which is that weird Estonian film. This makes me think of the lighthouse. Now these are all black and white films yeah. too. I don't know if that's why I'm associated, but they're all kind of weird. But it's just like, if if a lighthouse came out every week, if a field in England came out every week, I don't think I could do it.
0: I don't think Probably I could not, no.
1: watch this kind of film. You just need a few of them.
0: Um, I, I could not, for the life of you. Yeah, go ahead, keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it just, the other thing is, you know, I was joking that this is just such a often filmed time period, but there is something about the Sir, I always want to say the further back you go in time, but I think there are older time periods, like we see ancient Rome more often in, in film. Biblical stuff, you know, we see that kind of stuff. You see World War II over and over again. You see World War One over and over again. You see the Civil War sometimes, the American Civil War. You see, you know, like there's 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 certain, the American West, there's certain time periods in the past you like to see. We do not see a lot of like 1600s you know medieval stuff you see like usually it's about a monarch or it's a shakespeare play i guess that's renaissance a lot of fantasy
0: feels like it might hearken from that era, but
1: yeah like um you know 1500s that kind of stuff but you just don't see certain and it you know this makes me think of the draftsman's challenge no the draftsman's contract which is i think still 100 or 200 years later but yep. there's something just weird and creepy about, you know, or um, Yorgos Lanthimos is the favorite, you know, I can't remember what time period that is. Amadeus, even like the favorite in Amadeus are less c- creepy. They're brighter, Their color, you know. Films. Well, Field
0: in England is, I guess, a horror film. It's like, it's a psychological film.
1: Yeah. But there's always something inherently creepy and weird, even in Amadeus, I would say. There's something a little... Something about going to that area era of the past that that just feels a little weird. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Those well, are all the things I'm thinking about when it comes to i'm I don't have a thesis here. I'm just talking.
0: <laughs> uh, I, so here's the thing so i have I have a thing to say I think so like in the film we've we've gone from like we we've like crossed a hedge or something into this field, right. which makes it sort of a time out of place right or a place out of time, there we go. Mm-hmm. And it, so, and then we, there's a dead man who like is not dead, but that's not so weird. Cause he's not like bleeding or anything. Maybe <laughs> he's just there, he's come there and there's some other guy who shows up and another, right. And so place out of time. And occasionally they like strike poses like they're in a painting for no reason that I can figure out. And then we have a song somewhere through Baloo which is kind of a neat song. And like then there's a scene where like our guy is being tortured in in and being alchemy having done on him by the other guy. And everybody outside is like praying and trying not to think about these horrendous <laughs> screams. And so this man who's been alchemied is be is like then running around like a like, with like looking like uh, like this or something, like he's doing some thing.
1: Well you know he looks uncomfortable, his face is very distorted.
0: Right. And so then and then there's some discussion of God and like these things and it's like all this stuff that might mean something like there's something trying to be said by this movie and like somebody gets shot and there's a skeleton and then like the guy like when he shoots the skeleton he gets blown back a bit and then there's this wind that comes from nowhere and like and then our and then our man is like wearing a cape in a specific way and he crosses the hedge at the end of the movie and now it's him and those his two friends he made standing on the other side of the hedge and it's like this all it's 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 as if this were to mean something And I, I have no clue. I am (laughs) bewildered. I am like, I'm enjoying plenty of this movie. And I don't know. I don't need to know everything. Sometimes the joy in watching something is not understanding what it means. I... I am, I, I have no words to express the amount of like, like there are movies I've seen that are just nonsensical, but this isn't nonsensical. Like nonsensical is like a poorly made bad movie, like plan nine from outer space where like right. your, your film, you know, your plane set is some cardboard. Like that's just nonsensical. Like who knows what any of it means. It doesn't mean anything. Like this is like, it, I, I'm like, it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like pleading with the film. Like you've got to mean something, right? <laughs> you mean something. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to mean something. Please mean something.
1: <laughs> well, how do you compare that, though, to something like The Lighthouse or November?
0: You know, it's funny, because those feel like they need... They aren't, they aren't, like, trying to say as much, necessarily. Like, The Lighthouse is, like, a certain kind of horror. Like, it's more directly horror to me. Like, I can't tell you what everything means, necessarily, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, a horror of the unknown, and it, it's, it's, like, a specific, like this isolation so like I get more from it of like it's two men isolated together there's something about them being isolated together and then November is like like trying to rationalize things that you don't understand Mm
1: -hmm. it's like
0: what November is and because it's a certain kind of folklore and that's at least my interpretation of it whereas a field in England is just like
1: but see that's more what I see because
0: and this isn't think, a bad thing necessarily. This is just my experience with the film.
1: And maybe this is more what I was trying to say when I was saying like, there's a creepiness to certain eras of history. Yeah. Um, is The past was horrible. Like it was just awful. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, there's all kinds. And, and I, I hesitate to put much weight into some of these theories, but you know, there's theories that the Salem witch trials had to do with like um hallucinogenics that were yeah. you know mold and the stuff I, I don't know i mean i don't know i i stuff like that is a little pat to me in its explanation but you know you, you i mean you were just, like day-to-day living could be really miserable in the past in a way that it is less so now for for larger groups of people yeah. um, certainly it's it's really hard for some people um but there wasn't you know global infrastructure there was only so much local infrastructure and so you know these you could just get stuck in a field and eat mushrooms and have this bizarre experience and be trying to make sense of it and so i guess that's kind of interesting what i I saw
0: i could buy that in that you know there's also like this big block black spot and it's like there's like Get, there's like clouds in it or something I don't know what that means and it's like that it's very Lovecraftian to me in a way where it's like it's just all this unknown you know and they, yeah. they pull this somehow they pull this man into the field with some rope I yeah. have no clue what happened there <laughs> like why that's like how it is yeah. that that works and like we keep we get some like images and people are folded over like that in the intro yeah. for dark and it's like what does that mean and yeah I
1: mean, it was probably mushrooms this meme,
0: yeah it's probably mushrooms there's this meme of that character from it's always sunny in philadelphia played by what's his name charlie day or something i don't know yeah and like he's got this board and there's all these images yeah. on it and he's trying to connect everything and he's like it's a great meme i don't know memes or any of this stuff it's a great clip it's like yeah. that's how i feel right now <laughs> it's like that's where i am in my head
1: and like, it, they, it also has those power things where the, the person the person who seems to be most in control of the situation or have the most power over the other people i would say seems to change within the movie a few times as i recall because there's the guy who has this position of power but he only has it because of who he serves but then he's not with that guy right now and there's a lot of kind of like yeah and who has affection for one another and then it's genuinely sad when that one guy dies only he seems to come back i i you know. Right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It is genuinely sad, and then it isn't, but it is. But who knows? He's died three times.
1: I don't know. So I, I, again, I I don't want everybody to start making movies like this all the time. But the other, yeah. the last thing I was gonna say about it was that it is also really clever low budget filmmaking because oh, yeah. you've got like six six people, four people, however many people end up. I forget and a field and that is it <laughs> and you just and you well, you have the just...
0: costumes and the very minimal sets they have which is some some can't you know <laughs>
1: right tense. yeah yeah and and then but that again is also more like something like the lighthouse where it's like you those are i think higher budget actors but
0: um yeah well and sets too but um the 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 costuming is pretty good in in the field in England. I haven't talked at all about the technical aspects of it yet, but I will.
1: <laughs> it also makes me think of like um Beyond the Black Rainbow, which was the same guy that did Mandy.
0: Right, I haven't seen that yet.
1: But you saw Mandy, right? Yeah. I f- I fell asleep for Mandy. I need to try it again. But it's just like just like weirdness. Some Again, you're you're never going to there's it's never going to be mainstream. Just Endless it's, weirdness will never be mainstream. This movie
0: is like, it doesn't but, feel like weirdness for weird sake, which is like Mandy. It doesn't feel like nonsense, like a bad movie. It feels like it has meaning that I can't understand, but it's not like, I don't it's know. It's like a
1: fun something. weird puzzle of a film. Like you can yeah. you can put it together how you want. Maybe it isn't the mushrooms. Maybe it's all really happening. And then what does that mean? Like, so I like those kind of films, but even I can only take so many of them. So in that case, I get why we're never going to have big blockbuster movies like a field in england
0: i I enjoyed it a fair bit you know despite my sort of uh uh, you know statements i've made here i want to talk for a second about the technical aspects of it because it's filmed i think in digital but it's black and white it doesn't look as bad as like the the dead movies we've just been talking about not return of the living dead but the other ones Mm -hmm. um like at least it looks it's like it's filmed in digital it must have been if it's because it looks that low budget like the costumes are really good And like, I like the the sets and the paper, like you get a few close ups where it's like, ah, that's just paper. They've, you know, done some stuff to, to make it look old, but it doesn't, it's not terrible. Like it's not, it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like they went to like, you know, party supplies and got some stuff or anything. It it looks good enough for me. I'm sure somebody who's a scholar on the, a historian or a scholar on that era could be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Whatever. It's, it's a movie. It's fantasy. Here we are. So like, I liked a lot of that and I liked the music choices. Like there'd be these interesting cues where I think our man is screaming and then suddenly he comes out and then like he's, and then, and then there's a moment where he's like walking and then they start running with him. And like, Mm. he's, uh, I think there's like a kind of a, 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 an upbeat sort of cheery sort of, of that era maybe like musical cue or at least it it, it there's like this kind of upbeat thing going on it's like an interesting juxtaposition like here's this madness and here's this like tune that's supposed to make mm-hmm. you happy but now you're going to associate with madness
1: mm-hmm. so like
0: there's a lot of interesting choices like that that i liked and the fact that they're kind of they walk on this side of a hedge and then on to the other side at the end like there's n- neat little like mise-en-scene so it's a really well crafted put together film i'm focusing on the stuff that i don't understand because it's also just a bewildering <laughs> film to me but like i enjoy a lot of that stuff, as does Luna. Um, Luna
1: loves, Luna's favorite film. I mean, Luna would love a field in England, right?
0: Probably. Um, but I do want to draw attention to something. And this is a part of like, this is why this film is really enjoyable. But also there are moments I had where I was just like, oh, suddenly would lose me. So they they have what I assume was one giant wind machine. Yeah. Because your character and the grass right around him would be blowing just like, <laughs> So much wind, and just two feet behind them, the grass is very still, the trees aren't moving. Maybe that's intentional. I'm gonna guess it isn't. That
1: makes me think of Halloween, though, where infamously they had like it's supposed to be Illinois, it's shot in I think Northern California. No, it's shot in Southern California anyway, California for sure. So they just keep dumping this bag of leaves, so you'll see like a lo- a yard covered in leaves but then if you look further down the street there are no leaves No, leaves, yeah
0: <laughs> it's the same thing it's just like it was, there was a-
1: rain machines when you notice rain machines where it's like not raining past a certain point
0: like there there's a section where there's two characters lying in the grass and there's just like wind blowing them and just like nothing is moving in the background and i'm just yeah. like You know, I get it, and it doesn't ruin a film or anything, but it does take me out of the film for a second where I'm like, hee hee hee, that's funny. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Anyways, this was an enjoyable film. And it was weird looking up the director and being like, oh, he made that film Free Fire that's like some action comedy that I've wanted to watch. And that film Rebecca that came out like a couple weeks ago, I think, or is coming out. I don't even know.
1: Yeah, I know. You mentioned that, and I don't know anything about it. So Yeah. yeah, it's a unique film. If you like unique and interesting films, I recommend it. It's you know, it's not like stereotypically enjoyable, but if you like things like The Lighthouse, I think you should try a film.
0: This is the same vein of, of film.
1: Yeah. Or The oh. Witch, you know, it has overlap with The Witch because oh, it does it, have
0: over The Witch, yeah it's, yeah.
1: it's less narrative for sure, but it's that See, again, it's, I'm going back to like it, who knows what it was like to experience the past in the past because it, you just, you know, your whole frame of reference is different, but like you know what a bewildering weird you know time and things to happen. oh to...
0: and we did get to see see penis in it which i appreciated you I that... male man penis uh, well, male <laughs> penis i don't know foreign male penis um and it was it was it was also not circumcised which
1: oh, is, okay. if you're gonna see
0: penis <laughs> sometimes it's usually circumcised for whatever reason i think that was more of a thing in america than other places maybe but anyways i, I always appreciate you know the 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 I appreciate it. There's like a fear around seeing the male, the, the, you know, male genitalia. But yeah, anyway,
1: I, I think, I think back to what I was saying, excuse me, <laughs> Sorry. just that there, I, I think there, there's a, a very small genre that could be called the past was horrible and a field in England and the witch and the lighthouse and parts of the revenant ravenant, you know, like it, they also fit into other genres, most of those films, but like also the past was horrible.
0: Yeah, November.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Shall we do a quick wrap up?
1: I think so, mine's gonna be super quick. Uh, you
0: started the last two, so you want me to do mine? Or I guess if yours is super quick, why don't you go ahead?
1: Well, what's what was the date of the last, uh, the 18th? Okay, um, yeah, so I am just watched a few more dramas. I'm continuing to compare. Uh, Japan and China and mainland China. And um, I guess South Korean. Is there a non-mainland China anymore? We used to distinguish that from Hong Kong. Anyway, um, and it's just fun. It's just fun. I was joking about how, you know, there's a certain kind of male lead you see repeatedly in these things, who's not very nice, but I kind of enjoy watching it anyway. You know, I get defensive because you know, I watch these things and I'm like, enjoy it. But of course I wouldn't want to be in a relationship like that. But then I watch like Night of the Living Dead or you know, a Day of the Dead. Or no, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> I really like Dawn of the Dead, but I don't feel obligated to say, but of course I wouldn't want to be trapped in a mall with zombies outside. Like
0: Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: like,
0: it, it, it's a weird, it's a weird double standard we have on like women. We worry about women watching like romances yeah. and getting the wrong idea or some bullshit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, oh god, my cat is trying to break out of the house. Um, you know, so obviously, I don't want all the male leads of these things to be horrible people that you wouldn't want to meet in real life. But I enjoy it sometimes. And so I was talking to our niece about it, and she she had a whole reincarnation theory for the. She's like, I think it's just the same guy, Averno. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh, she's really proving to be a member of the family you know yeah i was very stuff. proud <laughs>
1: of her for that so um i think i was talking about this last time because these are long so i'm watching a lot of these when we talk um but like i enjoyed um esports and video games pop up in the these shows in a way that i don't feel like you see in a lot of western stuff which is you know i feel like you, when you see video games it's like seth rogan or it's you know tully where it's you know, the husband that's not paying any attention to his wife, like, I don't know how something like the Big Bang Theory depicted video games, I didn't watch it, or something like even Silicon Valley or something that has more. Yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if they were in it or not. But it it just that's some of the short sightedness to me of, of Western media sometimes is like just ignoring the existence of stuff like that.
0: Weirdly, um, it's it's a little old, but Stargate Universe. One of the main characters on that is like the uh, whole point of it is like he's playing a game, and that's how he gets involved in things. And like, I yeah. I weird I like that character because he's like you know i'm the numbers guy like he feels more modern in some ways than it feels characters.
1: like the 80s dealt with video games because you have like tron and stuff like that a yeah. little more than we do now well, the
0: part of the problem is that these move these video game movies keep coming out and not really making a ton of money like yeah. they, they make some money but not a lot i mean that's i guess because these like, movies are bad usually yeah. at least, that's part of it
1: wreck it ralph uh, those are supposed to be good the first one was cute um I like
0: the first one the second one's not as cute but still enjoyable
1: and i i i um you know, I like that, like, Korea has Nuna romances, which is older women. So I, I watched another one of those. And, and they're just fun. They're just fun. And, and it's a very different experience watching one of those than watching, um,
0: uh, you so know, scaling, scaling the screen? Or- I,
1: there is stuff happening over there. I think she's, she's going <laughs> to break through the screen soon if I don't go do something. So anyway, that's all I have to report. I'm going to let you talk for a moment while I figure out what to do about this cat
0: excellent um so i watched uh the vampire lovers i'll go back to that when sarah gets back so i watched the dark crystal age of resistance it sounds like there is only going to be one season of it because it didn't do very well so all we're getting is the one season and it's ultimately kind of a letdown which is a bummer because i i like the dark crystal movie it's not like the most amazing thing but it's a really fun movie that i like the puppetry you know jim henson's puppetry stuff is great i mean not him but the company and like the the, the, the tv series is just like it's, it has the simplicity of kind of that movie but it's you know 10 episodes or something so like it's beautiful and the sets are amazing and i just love all of the designs and some of the voice acting is really clever and neat and i like bits of the story and at the end of the day, I'm just, like, uh, kind of losing track of who I'm watching because I'm not that interested in what's happening. Because it's just so generic in a way. Like, for being so unique in how it's made and how it looks, it just is so generic in its story. And mm-hmm. Like, it works in an hour That's and a half. That's too bad. Yeah, it works in an hour and a half format to me. And, like, maybe this is why I don't watch as much TV and, like, why the Marvel shows have no interest for me. is because, like, like, except for maybe the Vision Wanda one, because that looks weird. But, like, they... they it's just the the stories are usually too simple. Like I like that when it's like a smaller chunk of time when you get to 10 episodes, I just lose interest. Like I like sci-fi because sci-fi usually like sci-fi The story might be any kind of story, but there's like usually all these weird things that don't exist that interact with it. Whereas in Age of Resistance, and I usually like fantasy and there's all these neat bits like that. It just ends up feeling too predictable and like there's too many pauses and like I don't know. It just doesn't quite add up to me. Like, it's, it's not bad. And I could see someone really loving it. But it's just not there for me. It just ends up falling short of something that I'm going to like, want to rewatch. Like I'll watch a making of before I rewatch it.
1: (laughs) I've come across that with some of the drama stuff. I vet them before I watch them too, because I'm not going to watch 16 hours of something without knowing that it's going. But a lot of them kind of and even the ones I really like often the ending is like not the strongest part of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also watched the vampire lovers, which is 1970s um, like 1970 specifically gothic horror. It features uh, Peter Cushing in it, which is fun because he's only known as that guy from star Wars. But of course he was an actor who probably had a really long career, including the vampire lovers. Um, and it's, it's weird. Cause it's like almost like, you know, I, I'd, I'd be curious I think it shows up in queer queer discussions of queer cinema history because like it's almost like be afraid of lesbianism except it's not that specific and it's not that thought out it's just like a, a period drama horror gothic drama thing with a vampire who goes after young women and but it was neat I put it on the list for you I, I want you to watch it because I'm just curious what you'll think of it I don't know that you'll like it but it's, it's also gothic and you sometimes go for that yeah. <laughs> so, Probably a bit too much costume drama for you, but anyways, we watched the young master, which we we both watched. It's an early Jackie Chan. this man,
1: the- you were laughing at stuff in that that I'm like, any other movie and you'd be rolling your eyes and bored you have such a soft spot for jackie chan i, was I think so it annoyed. might be
0: nostalgia <laughs> that, then, like, that got me I'm through like, some of that <laughs>
1: i'm like you would not you would think this is so stupid if it were in a marvel movie well
0: no no the thing is i do think it's so stupid <laughs> but i think what happens is i just have a nostalgia bit, bit piece for jackie chan like you were talking about this like because of youtube like right there are moments where, like, we I'm watching a musical, like, you know, one of the ones with Ruby Keeler and Dick Powell, and it's it's um <laughs>
1: Busby Berkeley, Fuzby uh-huh. Berkeley,
0: and like it's like what was one of them like? Dames, Dames, like some of these, like I'd rewatch Dames because the story was okay. Like I'd rewatch Gold Rush of 1933. Oh, you're I
1: actually genuinely... some of the like um that one that had a it was a Gene Kelly film. There was that well, like Gene yeah,
0: uh, Cover Girl, I think. Yeah, like Cover Girl, like. I don't know that I could watch that. I think it's cover girl, but I don't know that I could watch that movie again. Cause like, it's just, I just don't care about the story and it's just mildly upsetting. Cause it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's,
1: it's really not great. How like, like, I'm
0: glad that I watched it to know it and to like, understand like culture in a way, but then I don't, I'm just going to watch that Gene Kelly dance on YouTube. Like, that's how I feel The one where he
1: dances with himself, right? Right,
0: which is... It's a bummer that in a Rita Hayworth movie, it's Gene Kelly's bit is the most interesting. Anyway... Yeah. So, like, it's that thing where, like, watching The Young Master, it's like, I could probably skip watching that again, but there are some fight sequences in that that I would totally watch on YouTube. Like, just great, like, bits. Like, I... And again, I kind of am into Jackie Chan because of like how he fits into the culture. So that's what like, just like you are interested in musicals for the same reason. Like I kind of like, I've sort of understand now, like I, like I enjoy watching those musicals. I don't want to watch them again. I might watch The Young Master again if it like comes up someday just out of amusement. But like, I can also see why like there are large chunks of that where like it, there's just nothing. There just isn't anything there. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, there, there's no character. I, th- I mean, the opening sequence with the the dragon and the lion is really neat. Yeah, the the fight scene where he used like you
0: you would go on YouTube if you if fight. you a, if you had a random Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, but you're still
1: not really explaining. You laughed at stuff that wasn't funny.
0: Well, okay, funny is <laughs> to subjective. To you normally,
1: to you normally, you you were laughing at because you correct. You're always, I don't really like. I show you something comedic, and you're like, "I don't really like comedy, Sarah." And then you are watching this, and you're laughing, and I am like, "How many more minutes?" I hate.
0: Do you have I hate mind? the way you 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 mock me with that voice. It's just so. It's probably it's probably completely what happens. I mean, it is probably who I am. But and you're right. It is stuff that I totally wouldn't find funny. And some of it is like directly from like you know. It is just the kind of humor you see in all these movies, and I wouldn't find it funny, but jackie chan man i don't know
1: okay i'm satisfied
0: anyways um i also watched a few more uh quay brothers shorts if you like quay brothers you should watch them if you don't you shouldn't they're weird (laughs) i enjoy them i don't know what they mean yeah anyway so uh going forward what are we watching we still have to figure Uh, out what we're watching for yeah
1: you well there is another return of the living Dead film we could watch that too We'll we'll figure that out off air. Um, I'm going to keep watching dramas. You need to pick a movie for me to watch. We're going to watch an Ernst Lubitsch film tomorrow.
0: Yeah. There's one that's on the the top banner, I think, right, of the Criterion channel. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I still want, I'm still watching. I don't know what I want to watch. I want to watch some more Jackie Chan. I want to watch some more of those 70s horror movies. There's a few things leaving. Like, I want to watch Brazil before it leaves. I talked about that last time. I still need to watch it i'm pretty I've, I've got like a couple of buckets right now there's the jackie chan bucket there's the 70s horror bucket and then there's the leaving criterion bucket plus a couple of things yeah plus a couple uh,
1: k drama c drama j drama bucket
0: it's yeah. a big bucket it's a big bucket uh, plus oh i didn't even say i've been watching and will continue to watch i'm re-watching stargate sg1 which i just is my one of my favorite shows i grew up with it I I was thinking about it the other day, I I was watching something, I think it was the Haitian zombie thing that was talking about colonialism. And I was thinking about Stargate SG-1. And I'm like, you know, there's probably some problematic things in here about colonialism. And I just don't have the effort right now to really figure it out. But I'm sure it's there. I have to imagine it's not like, like everything is problematic about SG-1. But there's totally stuff in there that's problematic. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like Stargate Atlantis, like, I'm also yeah. I'm also watching for the first time. It's the only Stargate stuff I haven't watched, except for that show on Origins or whatever. And like there's Atlantis is not as good as SG1. Or I love Atlantis.
1: I mean, I I've seen versions of this. There's two things I love from Atlantis. I've seen versions of this done on other shows, but when they realize that what they've been using as a closet is actually an elevator, yes. Like I always love that kind of like we've been using this thing as an a banal storage space but it turns out that it's x like i yeah. love that yeah and i no, also totally. love the episode where everybody is affected by the smoke that's making them like imagine that they're having this great time except for Shepard, who for yeah. some reason isn't affected by it and he's just kind of like going along with it for a little while until he's like talking to all his friends. And he's like, yeah, and you died in Kabul. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like, that's a very weird episode.
1: <laughs> but I'm just a say- thing where like, it, but it's true, you know, the, the way our physiology works, like we're not all affected by things the same way. And usually even on Star Trek, it's like whatever takes down one person takes everyone down.
0: Except for data.
1: <laughs> Except for data. But, you know, the truth is, like, it might not work that way because, you know, what works for me doesn't always work for everyone. So,
0: yeah, it's it's the later seasons. I think I'm on season three or the beginning of four, the end of three for Atlantis. And like there's some fun like we just changed over a season and I can't remember where I am. And like some of the writing just got better but some of the writing is yeah. just not good and it's just some
1: like of, some of the acting is pretty rough too i'm like, not going to name names but no
0: well and i don't i like david hewlett's acting i don't know if he's who you were thinking of but like david hewlett is just given nothing but science babble to say and occasionally he gets to be funny and i really like his character he's it's kind of the mckay show if you ask me yeah but like oh, some of the stuff he has to say is just so it's too much
1: momoa's in that
0: right he's it's one like, of his, his yeah it's one of his yeah, first things that he's really he did and I, it's funny because he got really popular a couple of years ago because of game of thrones and then he was aquaman and all this stuff and i'm sure he had other things before that but like atlantis is where i learned about yeah. him from and i'm like hey it's that guy from atlantis
1: yeah
0: <laughs> anyways all right so long everybody thanks for joining us have a good day